Hello, everyone. First of all, I'd love to thank you for tuning in to the Integrative Thoughts podcast. I am your host, Matt Kaufman. And through this platform, I plan on seeking out guests that interest me, that I am curious about, and overall just living a more meaningful, purposeful life in hopes that you as listeners and I myself can grasp onto a little bit of their knowledge and integrate that into our daily lives. Are you having trouble losing weight? Do you get extreme food cravings, especially at night? What about the inability to lose weight even when you cut calories and do a lot of exercise? I know I fell into this category for pretty much most of my life. It's actually probably not even your fault. You most likely have what's called leptin resistance. Leptin is actually a hormone made by the fat cells that regulates food intake and energy expenditure by communicating with the brain. The more fat you have, the more negative leptin messages are actually being sent to your brain. This creates what's called leptin resistance and is going to sabotage all dieting efforts and causes food cravings even when you have enough fat stored. Introducing Zenith, this is an all-new, completely natural formula that gently decreases leptin levels to restore accurate communication between fat cells in the brain. Zenith contains zero harmful stimulants. It's made of all-natural polysaccharides and acetylated fatty acids, very safe for long-term weight loss plans, and it is made in the USA. In an eight-week, university-conducted, double-blind, placebo-controlled study, participants lost 21.3 pounds of fat, lost almost four inches off their waistline, and reduced serum leptin levels by 43%. So if you or someone you know, someone you really love is struggling with weight loss, head down to the show notes. I'll have a link there and a few videos where you can learn more information about Zenith. So listen, I've been experimenting with different types of minerals, especially magnesium, for the past five to six years. But I could never really find a product that I could feel the benefits that magnesium claimed to give. Magnesium is one of the most important minerals for all of human health. It participates in over 600 different biochemical reactions in the body, yet over 80% of the population is deficient. Magnesium deficiency can increase risk for all disease and greatly decrease optimal performance. That's why I like Bioptimizers. They use all seven forms of magnesium in a highly bioavailable form in their product Magnesium Breakthrough. Magnesium helps with stress, anxiety, sleep, immune function, detoxification, and so much more. If you want to try out this product, head over to Bioptimizers and use code INTEGRATIVETHOUGHTS10 to receive a 10% discount on their amazing product Mag Breakthrough. All right, today's guest is Susan Cachet. She is an educator, a psychology counselor, and a holistic nutritionist who specializes in hair tissue mineral analysis and mineral nutritional balancing. In case you guys haven't noticed, I'm completely obsessed with HTMA and mineral balancing. This is whose course I am currently taking, so I am getting certified to be able to read hair tissue mineral analysis and do mineral balancing for clients, hopefully starting early next year sometime. It really depends on how long it takes me to grasp reading the hair tissue mineral analysis in the proper way. It is very complex when you are reading it in the correct way of the practitioners who follow Dr. Wilson's and Dr. Paul X work, but we get into a lot of things such as detox reactions, emotions, um, 
different parts of the diet, coffee enemas, saunas, a lot of things that all of these practitioners are incorporating in the HTMA mineral balancing protocol. So if you guys are interested in mineral balancing, if you're um, somebody who wants to introduce this with your clients, you can go to her website that's linked in the show notes and you can use the code ITP and that'll get you $100 off her HTMA success course. It's an absolutely fantastic course. Top of the line, number one course that I would recommend. Enjoy. Susan, welcome to the show. How's it going today? Thank you. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Well, uh, well I'm trying to do plenty of these shows now that I am uh, becoming a practitioner. So maybe over time, you know, between you and the small group, you know, I'm cool with Clark Engelbert and all these right. kind of mineral balancing guys since I've been really digging into this stuff. And trying to just do but maybe we'll just like pick different topics periodically and we'll all kind of get on here because uh, this has been a fascinating protocol and what we're talking about here is mineral balancing and uh, some people may have heard my last show with Aaron, Aaron Hyatt, that's my practitioner, which you know well and um, it's just been the most wild, bizarre experience that I've had on a protocol and I've seen all these fancy $20,000 Lyme treatments. I did all this dental work, which the dental work was great. Like I had cavitations and different things I needed to get out of my jaw, but I've just seen doctor after doctor. And then this simple HTMA test and these relatively cheap supplements, honestly, have been more profound than anything that I've found along my path, which is wild and is why I signed up for your course. But why don't you tell us how you actually got introduced to uh, mineral nutritional balancing and then like what was your experience with it? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, So it was about 18 years ago now. I was already working in the natural health field, but my focus was on um, allergy work. So, um, I was working with a modality that I, I still think is a, is a helpful modality called bioenergetics or BIE. And I'd noticed with not only myself and my, but also my clients that some people would come in and, and using the modality where, and for those of people that don't know what it is, when your body is overreacting to a particular stressor, such as pollen, um, or dog or cat fur, something that is actually not, uh, dangerous, but your system is just overreactive. Um, BIE uses a particular, um, approach where it, it normalizes the body's response to that. And what I noticed was that some people it would work quite well um, and it would hold for a period of time in terms of them not being reactive, but eventually it would kind of come back. Um, other people, it, it didn't seem to really work that well. And I noticed in those people, their general health wasn't as good. And so it's, it's almost as though people needed a certain vitality for that to really take hold. And so I had been doing a lot of reading for myself on copper imbalance. And um, like many women, you know, being on the birth control pill, having an IUD, all of that. And I I think that, um, I can't remember what show it was of yours that someone else was talking about that. It seems to be kind of something that a lot of us women go through where we don't know any better when we're younger. And it really sets the stage for this copper imbalance. And I came across information on how to address copper imbalance. And so, um, you know, I went down that rabbit hole for a while. And, you know, although it seemed to work initially, in the long run, it really didn't work very well. And I went, I know I'm on to something here, but this doesn't seem like the right approach for me. And I can't remember how, but I stumbled across uh, nutritional balancing information. And I went, ah, okay, the light bulb went on. And I was like, this is, this is it. So, 
um, you know, there are protocols out there that really focus on just the copper or they'll focus on some, just one other thing. And I just find that they don't work as well in terms of balancing the body as an overall system. So for example, with copper for me, well, if you have unbalanced or high calcium, that will often keep copper and other metals sequestered in the tissues. So if you're taking something or you're on a protocol that really is just focusing on, let's get that um, oxidant form of copper out of the body, it often doesn't work very well. The body's like, we're not going to release that. We've got <laughs> copper that's keeping it or calcium that's keeping it sequestered in the tissues. So when I started nutritional balancing, much like you, oh my gosh, I don't know the list of everything that I had done, right? I, I can't even remember it all now, but let's just say I kind of did everything. Um, and I was like, this is different. And I wasn't even doing the whole program when I first started and I could still feel it in my body. I went, something is, is shifting and I could feel that my vitality was increasing. And when that happens, right, as you probably already know for the time that you've been on the program, the vitality increases, your body starts to dump stuff, your body then hangs on to minerals for healing and replacement. And that happens over and over again with the time that the person is on the program. And then I started doing it with my clients. And I was like, wow, when the clients were on the program, not only did the allergy work I was doing hold like amazingly well, some of them didn't need it anymore. A lot of them didn't. They went, oh, well, no, I, since I started nutritional balancing, it's just, it's disappeared. It resolved. And so eventually, really, mineral nutritional balancing and hair mineral analysis became my exclusive focus because I thought, wow, this is amazing. And it's not, it's not a quick fix. And we'll probably talk about that today. Um, but it's amazing in the way it goes down and it heals the body at a deep level in a different way that other approaches do. So that's kind of the, the long-winded <laughs> way of how I got here. Yeah. And so how long would you say it took you to kind of gain some balance and really feel that the program's effective? Because I've heard different ranges of numbers. It seems like it can be a little bit shorter if someone's not so bad, but then it can yes. range up to years. I mean, Aaron told me he just dumped even some more metals just recently in like last year. And I think he's been doing it for like 10 years. So how long did it take you to really balance out? I would say that a lot of my healing and dumping of metals and all sorts of other stuff occurred in the first two to three years. Now that doesn't mean that I didn't dump things after, but my nervous system was quite sensitive in the early days. And so, um, I'd gone through various traumas where my nervous system had just been overwhelmed and stuck in sympathetic dominance. So when you're in that state, and I work with a lot of clients that are, you're in a body that feels stuff a lot more. So the first two to three years were the roughest. Now there are some beautiful times in there when people say that, you know, well, yeah, 10 years later and I'm doing this, I think some people feel overwhelmed to go, oh my gosh, is it <laughs> going to take me that long to heal? And it, every situation is unique. But what most of us realize when, that, when we're on this program is it becomes a lifestyle that we prefer to live. It's not as though, oh my gosh, I have to do this program or I'm not going to feel well. It's, wow, 
I feel good and I know for as long as I stay on the program, I'm going to keep dumping metals and I want to see where this takes me. The more that we clear interference, the more that um, our awareness increases, the more that we develop, right? So all of that is tied into, um, you know, this program, which is really fascinating as well. So um, even though a, a large portion of my metals dumped there, we've got metals stored in us from the times we time we were developing in our mums. So I think that it's really important for people to put that into perspective. We're exposed, no matter how careful we are, we're exposed to metals every day in our air, in our food supply, in our water. Um, yes, we want to minimize that, but we also don't want to be paranoid and know that if our bodies are in balance and functioning well, they're going to be able to deal with that. So to get to your question more directly or answer your question more directly, first two to three years, and I felt shifts within that where I knew my vitality was increasing, but it wasn't like this, right? The path to health on this program is not, oh, I'm just better and better, better. It's, oh, I'm better. Oh, here's, here's a rough spot. I'm dumping metals. Oh, I'm better. Then you're dumping, right? And so that's what the path upwards is like to better health. And, and so you'll probably find that, yeah, you're, sounds like you're dumping a lot already in six months, which is fabulous. And that'll probably go on for a while. And your body will get to the point where you feel really good. And when you're dumping, you just don't feel it as much. And, and that's the place that a lot of us get to after a few years where we say, yeah, you know what? I want to stay on this program because I know that my, it's going deeper and deeper to, into the layers because we've got metals that are stored all over and the body will not dump everything all at once. You couldn't handle it. And that's not the body, the way the body works. It'll release some from a storage site. Your body will deal with it. It'll calm down. Then that'll happen repeatedly. So as you continue on this path, you just won't feel it as much, meaning that it is more steady in terms of the, in, you know, the incline to better health. So, um, you know, but if, if somebody has had significant health issues, you know, realistically, do we say about two, three, four, five years? Yeah, you know, realistically, but the time goes by anyway. And this program is focusing on the health of the terrain of the body, which is a huge difference in a lot of other programs that are like, Here, here's a, a few weeks for a cleanse, or let's treat your symptoms, which really the, then oftentimes, even if the remedies do work, the symptoms come back. This is, this is how do we change the health of the terrain of the body? And I, I mean, I've seen some uh, crazy things that have happened in terms of healing on the program where things people didn't think would heal and they did like it's just it's amazing so yeah thank you for that I wanted to kind of address that it does take a while and that's simply because you're not really forcing anything out of the body what you're doing yeah. is you're just balancing out slowly over time and then allowing the body to remove not just metals as the body gains balance you're going to get rid of probably chemicals plastics other things and that's why we like to add some of the modalities we'll talk about later, like the coffee enemas and the saunas and the things like that. Uh, it's funny because every time I tell people, like, for the longest time, even before this program, I thought that heavy metals, I had done a lot of research around them. And I started to think that they were kind of the culprit of most modern disease. And I was just like... I got to figure out how to get these out of my body. And I tried different um, programs before this to kind of detox metals and they never really got me anywhere. Have you ever worked with anybody that hasn't dumped heavy metals? No. 
Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's so. what happens on this program. Um, now, there, it's interesting with other approaches. So I think one of the reasons why other approaches where you, where you take a chelator and you try to pull things out of the body, like forcing it out of the body, it doesn't work very well because oftentimes as we go through stress, the body actually loses a lot of the preferred minerals, right? And that's how the body gets out of balance in the first place. But we use metals. Like if, if let's say the, the thyroid gland, for example, um, likes to, needs a lot of zinc to function properly. Well, if there's not zinc around because you're going through a real period of stress or your diet's not that great, you end up deficient. Um, what the body does, it goes, oh, well, here's some cadmium. We're going to stick it in the thyroid. Doesn't work as well, but it's going to keep us functioning. And so that goes on for a while until things start to break down. And so we do have metals stored everywhere, but they're acting as props, right? There's kind of propping us up. So when you start balancing the body, and again, just the, one of the beautiful things about this program, we're providing the body with the preferred minerals. We're always trying to balance things out and the body decides when it's ready to release them, right? So if you're taking something that's trying to pull metals out of the body and at the same time, you're not providing those preferred minerals that the body needs, the body will be like, uh-uh, that's not happening because what are we gonna replace it with? or you will be successful at yanking them out, but then the person kind of collapses and feels terrible after because they haven't been replaced and now the body's totally been thrown off and is having trouble, you know, functioning kind of thing. So, but everybody on the program, some faster, some people are, are fast responders where they'll start to release metals right away. And again, depending on the health of the, the body overall, and some people's bodies will be a bit more cautious everybody releases metals on this program. Yeah, that's, that's just my thought process around it all. And, you know, even my wife, who was a little skeptical, she kind of believed me. Then she's next thing you know, she's dumping mercury and other things yeah. uh, three, four months in, you know what I mean? And she's getting really tired. And I'm like, see, I told you that even if you never had the mercury fillings, like it's still there. It was in, you know, Clark talks about it being in high fructose corn syrup and it's just yes. in the in the air. We breathe it in. I mean, most of us didn't know anything about a water filtration system growing up. At least I didn't. I was drinking out of the hose, drinking tap water. Football <laughs> no, pra- I mean, football practice was literally just a hose attached to a plastic piece and it just sprayed water out different ways. And everyone just drank like a gallon of it because you were sweating so much out there in your football pads. Like we had no idea what we were like putting into our body. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And even though we're very lucky here in North America in terms of the quality of our water overall, uh, I know where I grew up, I mean, there were high manganese warnings. No one paid attention to them. (laughs) So one of the things, you know, it wasn't just copper for me. What I realized was that the toxic manganese that I had accumulated felt like copper in my body. And so this is another reason why an approach that's very narrow, that focuses on over-focused just on, for example, copper, it would miss that. A lot of my things that I thought were related to copper were actually toxic manganese from that water all of those years that I had that just built up. And, um, you know, and my body needed to get rid of that to be more balanced and healthy. Yeah, the, the concept of the actual like minerals that are beneficial 
but then the body begins to release them as you balance out is super interesting topic as well, because we want to focus on just the mercury and just the lead, but there's also minerals that we need that also get released over time. I mean, you just see it as the chart goes up and down when you're balancing out and you're like, well, what other program gets rid of even your beneficial minerals? I'm not sure if there is another one. And yeah, and, and rather than calling the beneficial minerals, I would say that even beneficial minerals can build up in a bio unavailable form in the body. And that's what your body is starting to release, right? Like calcium and magnesium, potassium, I mean, super important, but they can actually build up in the body in a bio unavailable form that the body can't use. Um, and yes, your body starts to get rid of, rid of those minerals as well, for sure. Yeah. Yep. My, my last test actually was a, my first potassium dump. So my potassium wow. was skyrocketed through. Um, I should have my new results today or tomorrow. I sent them in last week. So, uh, But my last test a few months ago was my first potassium dump, but it had a lot of mercury and other things coming out as well. So I thought that was interesting because I was like, what awesome. other program begins to even release stuff that we believe to be beneficial but when it's in these bio unavailable kind of unbound forms and it builds up in certain places like the most common one that like some of the health people really realize is calcium and then it's interesting another interesting thing i thought about the program is he actually gave me calcium even though my calcium to magnesium ratio was you know high and i thought that was kind of just a a mind fuck in general because i was like why would i be taking calcium here and then I just trusted the program and, you know, just did it out. And then my ratios flipped. Right. And so it's it's not really about you still give those minerals. The body still wants them. They're just kind of not being utilized in the proper way or they're stored in the tissues. And they just you need to still balance out the body to get rid of the, you know, the excess or to actually put them into circulation where they can properly be uh, utilized. Exactly. And I think that is one of the most difficult concepts for some people to get. It's not replacement therapy. That does not work very well. Some practitioners do approach reading an HTMA like that where, oh, well, this is low, so we're going to give you this. This is high, so you don't need it. No, sometimes the opposite is the case, right? So if you've got really high calcium, it often means that it's biounavailable or it's a loss due to stress or your uh, adrenal function, the sodium and potassium levels are low, so the body's not keeping it in solution or lots of trauma in your life and your body's built this calcium shell that's kind of numbed you. And again, an indication that the body needs some calcium and taking that in a, in a bioavailable form balanced with the other nutrients is super, super important in the body. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why do you think so many people do uh, learn HTMA and still teach HTMA in kind of a replacement theory format? Are they getting any results? It doesn't seem the same at all. And it would seem like most of them at some point would find their way to mineral balancing, but it doesn't seem like that's the case. You know, I think that there, especially after the last few years, there's more of a push to dive into balancing the body and people are looking for ways to increase the health of the terrain of the body, right? Because you, we, more people are getting to know, you know, it's not something outside of me that's going to help me if we get struck with another pandemic. It's, it's my body. How do I prepare myself to be as resilient as possible? Um, but I don't know. I think that in terms of training, I think there's some practitioners that just don't delve into it enough. Um, this does take time to learn. 
even though there are general recommendations where you can go, okay, if you're a slow oxidizer, you need this. If you're, you know, have a low NAK or a high NAK, these are the things that are recommended. There's a science to it, but there's a lot of nuance to it as well, right? That you have to understand how the mineral relationships affect each other. And so replacement therapy is easier. It's easier to, for a client, even sitting in front of me, like you're just saying with your practitioner, Aaron, where you're going, yeah, you know, I have this high calcium to magnesium and, and high calcium and, and he still recommended calcium. So if you weren't the type of person that was like, okay, let me just try this and let me be open to this, you may go, oh, that practitioner doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't want to take calcium because it's so high on my chart. It takes time to explain that to a client really thoroughly so they understand why you're doing what you're doing, what you're, why you're recommending it, which is really super important. It's easier to look at a chart and go, oh yeah, look, your zinc is low. You need some zinc, you know? So, and there would be probably some benefit in that, you know, people benefit from zinc, people benefit from some nutrients, but the progress is going to be minimal. Meaning that even if somebody goes to the health food store and pulls some stuff off the shelves and takes it, People sometimes feel better temporarily, right? Because it's giving them a boost. But in the big picture, it's not doing the same as the actual balancing of the body. Yeah, it's funny about the feeling better because I was like in that camp. And I, I believe that's probably why a lot of people who we call like biohackers or in the health space have trouble even doing this program because, you know, when I got on this program, I was taking a whole bunch of Sheila Jeed and cod liver oil. And there was yeah. things that made me feel better that I had to give up. And, you know, I reduced my magnesium intake and I was just kind of like, those are the things that are kind of keeping me alive. I feel like those like, you know, the Sheila Jeed was giving me energy and helping with brain function and magnesium was making sure that I wasn't constipated. And I just yeah. kind of had to really trust it. And, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a whole paradigm shift to think that actually to get better, you might not feel better. You might actually yes. have to take some supplements that are going to make you feel worse for some time to feel better in the long run. Cause a lot of these high dose vitamin C's or high dose vitamin E, high dose K2, all these things can help you feel a little bit better, but they might be kind of like a band aid right? They're almost, they're less, I would say toxic than like a pharmaceutical, but what they are is they are kind of just masking symptoms. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And, and a lot of them are acting as stimulants, right? So who doesn't feel good with a stimulant? I mean, <laughs> it feels good because it's giving us, what it's doing is it's propping up the adrenals, even though true adrenal function isn't there. That's why people are like, yeah, that this really works, right? And so that's what's happening. And so I think that when people start the program and their practitioner says, you know, I prefer it if you didn't take these things anymore that are stimulants, um, even that can make people feel worse or more tired before they start to feel better, right? It's okay. I've been taking these things and, and I've been managing a lot of people instead of true healing, what they're doing with their symptoms is they're managing. I mean, I've met, I've, some of my clients, when they come to see me, their whole day is managing. Well, I feel this. So I take this and then I feel this. And I, so I take this and I'm like, wow, that is like a lot. And, and, you know, on the program, we're going, no, we, we want to take away those crutches and those stimulants and actually get to the root of what's happening. And so at the beginning, people may start to feel 
their true tiredness, right? So if you've been taking a bunch of stimulants to keep you going and you stop those and you get on some of the calming nutrients that we've recommended to heal the body, some people may go, wow, this is like an eye opener. And oftentimes it's, they're just kind of feeling for the first time in a long time, what their true energy levels are like. And it's not great, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I'll second that for sure. I was definitely periods there where I was just like sleeping nine, 10 hours a night, napping during the day, just really yeah. got bare minimal, like work done. Somehow, some way, kept the podcast going, taking some nootropics and different things before the show. But besides that, was like kind of mostly exhausted. And it seems yeah. it's funny. I was like, is this like ever going to end? And then, like, the last couple weeks, um, that's why I'm interested to see this new hair test. Cause like the last two weeks I've kind of got this like jump and I'm sure, I don't know if it'll stay forever. I might get another dump or fall back down with a change in protocol, but like I've been good. I've been reading a couple hours a day. I've been doing your coursework and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm finally getting over like the first initial hump and then we can kind of keep going up yeah. from here. We'll see. I'm sure there'll be some dips, but it is. And you have to prioritize rest and naps. And um, yeah. I think in our high productive society, a lot of people are unwilling to do that. Like I talked to um, this one girl and I, you know, she's like 25 and she's got a great career in the like functional health uh, space. And she's like, you know, maybe this year is just not the year because I was telling her like, you know, you can be tired and you can this. And I'm like, you, you think you're going to be less busy next year? Or when do you think you're going to yeah. be less busy? Like we're like in this rat race where we keep wanting more and more, but it's like the only way to really get there, I believe is to kind of take a pause balance out the body, you get it really aligned, you get it healed and detoxed, then you can probably tackle 10 times the amount of work than what you're yeah. doing right now because you're pushing through right now. Exactly. And I think it's one of the really important things um, to consider, like when we talk about sympathetic dominance on a hair test. So one of the main indicators that we look at is a lower potassium level. And, you know, typically people are pushing themselves and not realizing how tired they are underneath that. So, you know, there's, there's a conversation I have with my clients about that, about the rest, about the sleep, about the emphasis on that. And what I say is that you want to make your body feel so safe that it feels comfortable releasing metals. So some people will say, well, why do I have these, all these metals in the first place? And well, you know, there are a number of different reasons that we could list or talk about. But one of them is when the body is under a lot of stress or we're too busy, the body, even though we're detoxing, everybody's detoxing to a certain extent all of the time. So I'm not saying, look, no one's detoxing. We all are. That's our organs just do that. But to a certain extent, if we're really busy, the body thinks, no, I don't have time to do that. I've got to tend to this. And so the metals just get stored, right? And we see that. And one of the things that's so interesting about an HTMA is that I'll see a lot of clients at the beginning that want their metal levels on the test to be as low as possible. And I'm like, no, that's not what you want. Actually, the clients that I have that are the most ill are often the ones with the lowest metal levels because they're not releasing them. The body isn't dealing with anything. It's just sitting there. So the more that you can develop the par the healthy parasympathetic system or the calming system, 
the more safe the body is going to feel to release those metals and toxins, and it will enhance and speed up the progress. It doesn't mean a person isn't going to heal and shift on the program, but I think that one of the reasons why you're even noticing after six months that you're saying, wow, I started dumping this and that and that is because you've made that a priority. And so what's happening is your body's shifting and going, oh, there is time for rest. There is time for healing. My, you know, I can actually calm down and unwind. And you're, what you're doing is you're strengthening and building the healthy parasympathetic system. Yeah. And one trick actually, while we're on this topic, um, I don't know if you ever heard of a device called the new calm. Have you ever heard of that? Oh yes. Yeah, I have. Yep. I believe that that's been like a miracle. I had it before I started the program because I was already kind of, you know, I've been dealing with stuff and I was getting a little bit better, but nothing was really lasting. And so like whenever I would need a good rest, I would use the new calm, which is basically a device where you put this little sticker on your wrist and then it has uh, the neuroacoustic that comes out through the earbuds and you have an eye mask on. And what it can do is it can kind of simulate like two to five hours of deep sleep in like a wow. 20 to maybe like an hour long nap. And I mean, it's like, it's, it's like clockwork. I thought that I would get used to it. It works. It's so effective that I, I fall asleep every single time. I feel super refreshed. And so that's actually been like, I keep that in my toolbox because I feel like, okay, I could take a regular nap or if I can really hammer it, it's supposed to reset your entire nervous system, really feel like I'm getting some deep rest. Like if I'm going to take a nap, I might as well maximize it to, to the, you know, there was times when I was real tired where every single time I would do the new calm, it'd be like 70 minutes. It'd be long, you know? And then now mm. it's like, you know, 30, 40 minutes, I can do a new calm and feel really good. And then now I haven't even been using it every day, but there was a period where I was. So anybody who's listening, who might be struggling with the, um, the rest or, you know, getting enough rest, that's a great tool because sometimes I find as well, like there's a time period where you could take a nap, but you're not really tired, tired in that moment. You're kind of a little fatigued, but you're still kind of wired. Like, you know, that kind of tired, but wired feeling where you felt like if you laid down, you actually wouldn't take a nap. And that would still be good and beneficial. But the new calm to me, I can put it on no matter whatever time and I'm out. So for me, it, it makes it that like you don't really have to like block out this big long time because you're like, okay, I don't know what time I'm going to be super tired. So I need to have from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. off to know when I'm going to need a nap with the new calm. If I have an hour long break within, you know, my uh, calls or my podcast or whatever I'm doing, I put it on, it works every time. And then I'm out like a light and then I get back up and I'm good. So it's it's good because it's kind of on demand. So that's a little hack for anybody who's got the funds yeah. to kind of spend a little extra on a new calm. Great, great tip. Mm -hmm. So um, one thing I wanted to get into, if anyone hasn't listened to my uh, show with Aaron, is what exactly is an HTMA and why is it effective at kind of revealing stress patterns or like hormonal imbalances and things like that? So HTMA stands for hair tissue mineral analysis. And basically what you're doing is you're taking a sample of your hair. Now we, we say close to the scalp. And the reason why we say that is because we want the most recent look at your body chemistry, right? So if people are taking it from the ends of the hair. I mean, first of all, that's going to be contaminated by other things and it's old history, right? So we want recent hair growth and it's giving us a look at what are, what are your mineral levels? What are your toxic metal levels? And it looks at stress patterns. So it's different than looking at a blood test. It's quite unique in that 
a blood, uh, the blood will maintain the levels at the cost of all other tissues, right? So I, I've heard from clients so many times, they'll call me and they say, you know, I'm having all of these symptoms. It's insane. I'm not well. I go to the doctor. All my blood work is great. And they tell me nothing's wrong and try to put me on an antidepressant. And when we do an HTMA, it's like, wow, like this describes me exactly and in terms of how I'm feeling. So an HTMA is, is like a window into the cells and it often gives us an idea of what's manifesting at a cellular level before it shows up on a blood test, which is really super helpful in terms of prevention and all of that. So we use that as a tool. Now, Dr. Pollack is the main researcher behind using hair analysis to help balance the body. And he was brilliant in that, you know, he looked at mineral relationships and what are the ideal minerals and what mineral would change things. And so we're always working on balancing, right? If you're too slow, we're working on speeding you up. If you're too fast, we're working on slowing you down a little bit. Always working in that sort of trying to get people in a more narrow margin. Um, and there's always some flux, right? It's not as though you're going to get your hair test to where everything is great and it's going to stay that way, you know, because the body's always in flux and responding to stress. But that's what we're doing. That's how we're supporting the body. So it allows us to look at the body in a different way. And we, instead of symptoms, how do we go in there and balance, balance the body? Yeah, what really sparked me and I felt like kind of resonated with me when I started to do more kind of research around the mineral balancing when I, before I started was um, uh, hearing that it called like a cell, like a biop, a tissue biopsy, basically. You're going right. to get a three-month average instead of anytime you're looking at the blood, they want to keep the blood, your body, I should say, wants to keep the blood as balanced as possible. So if you had an acute mercury exposure, like you were just walked into a building and it was full of mercury or lead, yeah, that would be in the blood for some time. But then over time, it's, your body's going to start to push that into the tissues because it wants the blood to thrive and to be as homeostatic and as imbalanced as possible, or basically you would die or mineral levels as well. And, you know, anybody who's taken blood tests, especially like I've been to, took a million blood tests and they always told me I was fine and I was clearly not, um, you know, that any kind of little stress or dietary choices and things like that can really affect the, um, the blood, you know, your blood glucose. I mean, all kinds of things mm -hmm. can be affected by short-term activities. So it made a lot of sense to me that the hair as it grows out is going to give you like a three-month average of what's going on. And that made the most sense to me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And we look at that and then go from there to work on balancing. And it's been fascinating um, to see some clients over the years because you're talking about, you know, acute exposure versus the body going, okay, if it is, if it's an acute exposure, the body's going to try and get it into storage as quickly as possible to do the least damage. So I've worked with people over the years. I had one fellow who worked in a lead mine when he was in his twenties. Well, he didn't come to work with me till he was in his forties. Lead was a little bit elevated, but he said, you know, when they were younger, yeah, they were pr protective equipment, but not really um, that great of, of protection. So, you know, we knew that was in there. And over time on the program, he had the highest levels of lead release that I have ever seen. Now, had they been going by his blood levels, right? He's, he's like, I, I, don't, I don't feel well, but my blood work is fine. Um, 
you just don't see that. And then over time, as the body was balancing, it was incredibly at several releases. And I've had that even with a client that had a lot of mercury exposure when, young, when she was young in terms of playing with mercury when she was a kid and different things like that, where it's stored really deeply. And that's what the program gets at. That other chelation type of approaches really don't touch that, you know, in terms of what's in storage. So, so the HTMA really is a very unique test and, and yeah, tissue biopsy and looking at things at a cellular level. So it's quite fascinating. The interpretation is really important as we talked about before, right? So you can uh, go to a practitioner where the interpretation isn't correct. It's not focused on actually the balancing, but when it's done correctly, wow, it's so powerful. Yeah, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I've looked at some other labs and how they work, and it seems like um, Dr. Paul Eck, he, he really dialed the ratios really tight. And some of these yes. other um, practitioners, it seems like the reference ranges for the ratios are a little broad or a little bit bigger. And I can imagine if you get them within that range, someone does probably feel better. It's better than being super unbalanced. But there's something to this mineral balancing in the way Dr. Paul Eck did so many tests and really gauged where he found and found uh, all of his patients or clients who where they were really like had the most energy and was really optimal, where the ratios really matter. And he's got them really, really dialed in. Is, is that is that uh, me interpreting that correct? Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Definitely. And that's why even with the, the levels, right, there's an ideal level on the hair test chart that you can see with the black line, then there is a range, but you know, it's not a super broad range. Um, so yeah, it's, it's quite, um, narrow in terms of what we're, what we're aiming for. Yeah. And then that makes the most sense, you know, to me at least. And it's probably a lot harder to achieve. And then it takes a lot longer to kind of be an expert in it. That's why, why I've been having you guys on the show and asking a lot of questions because it seems like it does take years. I think I heard uh, Dr. Wilson on a podcast say he didn't really think he was even going to get it when he started working with Dr. Paul Eck. And it took him about four years to really feel like he mastered it. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's what I mean when I'm talking about, you know, the, the science of it and then the nuance of it and just seeing it in action. And it's just, yeah, it, it takes time to get that. Absolutely. I want to dive into what I think is kind of the most interesting part of the protocol. And that's like um, retracing is not just retracing of patterns, but also like emotional processing. So why don't we... Um, what is retracing, I guess, and then we'll get into the emotional piece of that. Okay, so um, when someone's going through a retracing, and some people will will kind of lump it together with healing reactions and different things, but we're going through old patterns that that we probably had in the past, and different even different traumas can come up that we've had in the past, which is really quite fascinating. Um, there's a book by Candace Pert called Molecules of Emotion, and in there she actually talks about how our emotional traumas are actually stored with heavy metals, with different viruses. Like they're all they all kind of collect together. And so as the body gets healthier, and a lot of this program, I see it as not only, you know, adding some supplements to balance the body and doing some protocols, it's also about remove, it starts to remove interference. And that's why almost everybody who is on the program will say to me, um, 
wow, like I, my awareness has increased. Like they're just moving blocks, right? Uh, in terms of their healing. And so as we go back through the layers, it's like peeling back the layers of an onion and we go back through the layers, those start to be released. It's, it's really amazing. Like I've had people, clients and, and my master's degree is in psychology counseling. So, you know, I certainly see the value in that and the support in that, but I've had clients that have been to therapy for years and years and years for different different issues and they get on the program and they've said to me, I had the biggest release of this issue. I felt like it finally came up and I was able to let it go and it was finally dealt with because no matter how much you sort of talk through an issue or talk about a trauma, if we still have it stored in the cells, it often still causes uh, challenges for people, right? It often still comes up for people and it's still sitting there, just like old viruses or parasites or metals or whatever. And they collectively will, will sit together and be sequestered in the tissues together most often, right? So that's why oftentimes I'll hear people say, man, I released all these metals. Then I had a parasite release. And then I thought about something, some emotional trauma I'd been through that I, I, I hadn't thought about for so long. Yeah, it's all coming together or it's all releasing together. So when people are retracing, that's what's happening. The body's going through something it went through in the past, but this time it's actually bringing it up and healing. So if we didn't have the energy to deal with it then, and it just kind of sat there and got stored now, as we're increasing vitality and energy on the body, we're going back and we're actually dealing with that to completion. So yeah, it's a, a really fascinating part of the program. And although, you know, people can go through other types of healing reactions uh, on different protocols where they're releasing stuff, this is the most complete type of actual retracing and healing of old patterns that, that I've seen with anything. Hello, everyone. First of all, I'd love to thank you for tuning in to the Integrative Thoughts podcast. I am your host, Matt Kaufman. And through this platform, I plan on seeking out guests that interest me, that I am curious about, and overall just living a more meaningful, purposeful life in hopes that you as listeners and I myself can grasp onto a little bit of their knowledge and integrate that into our daily lives. Yeah, I was having a conversation with my wife, you know, we're, you know, being in like the spiritual development kind of community where people use psychedelics and people are doing yoga and meditation and breath work. And it seems like there's always something that triggers them or, or there's always another block they need to work through. And I'm like, we used to be an uh, outrageous species. We would rape pillage, kill, run from wild animals. Like we did wild things as humans. And then we would regroup as a society, maybe chant, pray, sing, and we were fine. And nowadays it seems like we can't get cut off in traffic and someone flick us off or whatever happens, whatever yeah. some stupid modern, you know, minuscule thing becomes a trauma that's stuck for days, weeks. Like it's, it's so bizarre. And then you start to realize like what we don't have is the energy to process the traumas. We back when we were living in nature and all of these crazy, you know, things and circumstances were coming about us. 
we were vital. We were full of energy. So we got back to homeostasis very, very easily. And then now we've been poisoned, all the toxins within our environment. We don't even have the capabilities to even process like these micro traumas. And I'm like trying to tell my wife, like everything's not trauma. We just don't really have the energy to process it. Do you agree with that? I totally agree with that. And that's why people seem to have so many like triggers. Mm -hmm. And it's usually not what the actual trigger is. It's what's stacked up behind that because they've gone through all of this other stuff, right? And their body is so out of balance. All of a sudden, almost everything is a trigger, right? So um, absolutely. So I would totally agree with that where people, it, it seems like people have a very short fuse because of that. Yeah, it's a short temper, short fuse, but also it lingers. It's like the the yeah. mind. It's like it goes on loops, and I and I've been there when I was really really sick, and you know I used to drink all the time and take pharmaceuticals and smoke cannabis, like anything to kind of mask the symptoms of what I had going on from the heavy metals and all the parasites. And you know I would have like loops, like little things would happen, and I would think about it over and over and over. And you know looking back on that, I'm like that really wasn't even that serious, or it definitely wasn't traumatic and you know it played inside my head you know over and over and over and I think a lot of people are you know they just don't have the energy and the balance to kind of deal with modern life especially the way life is set up now it's a lot more you know work heavy and you know stressful inflation people got to have multiple jobs to pay their bills things like that so it's bizarre how I just look back at like ancient times and I'm like there's something that's totally mismatched here where we used to be able to deal with a lot more that was on our plate as far as what would be considered traumatic in my opinion as far as now like we look at everything as traumatic people are offended by everything yeah and you know you look at what we're being exposed to and you know all of that is stored in and, and affects the nervous system too right so people are walking around with um, nervous systems that are much more fragile not as stable and and you know dealing with a lot yeah for sure so yeah, it's crazy. The emotional piece is, is super interesting. And it's like, so far, it seems like it's going to be more effective than any therapy or psychedelic I've ever tried. But there's also like, um, what I thought was interesting is like kind of physical symptoms of uh, retracing as well. Uh, one that I had show up is when I was younger, I always had like ear infections and things like that. And I haven't had any ear issues on the program, but I used to get this, uh, like they didn't really know what it was. They would just give me like fungal cream. It would like pop up on the side of my face in the same spot all the time. And I would just go back to the same doctor. They didn't really have answers and they would give me a fungal cream. Yeah. Well, like probably about two or three months on the program. I haven't had one of those since high school, mind you, I'm 35. Um, so it's been a long time since I'd seen one. On the program after a few months, I had the exact issue pop up and I hadn't seen it in probably 17 years. And then I also felt some where I used to have like a shoulder pain. I got some really bad inflammation in there. It was probably like three, four days straight where I was really throbbing. And I was like, wow, I haven't, you know, I hurt that shoulder like 10, 10 or 12 years ago, like lifting, you know what I mean? And so there's actually yeah. like a physical response as well when it comes to the retracing. Have you seen a lot of that? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Amazing. And it just tells you that that's still been sitting in your body. Right. And so that's just, um, in, you know, a couple of examples of how the body starts to heal those areas that have really been 
injured previously and it brings it up for healing. And usually, you know, sometimes it, it can happen a few times. And I've seen people with physical stuff where, um, you know, they had asthma when they were a kid and they had been on inhalers and then they kind of grew out of it, but it's still kind of sitting there and they can go through a period of even having a lot of phlegm and, and lung issues with actually just, you know, they're still feeling okay, but they just have that particular symptom that they're going back and retracing, but all, all sorts of physical retracings. Um, and, uh, it's amazing. And again, just like on the emotional side, when we were talking about where sometimes those emotions come up when the body finally has the energy to actually deal with them and, and let them go. It's the same with the physical stuff where, um, most people on the program will experience that most, if not all will experiencing experience that type of physical retracing as well. Absolutely. And it, and again, it just speaks to how powerful this is when you're really balancing the body. That's another thing that doesn't really ha happen on programs where you go, oh, I went on a cleanse. Uh, you don't normally do all that kind of, kind of retracing. So it's, um, it really is indicative of that, that true healing happening. Yeah, that, that's amazing. It, it's crazy. And to me, I, to some people, I guess like there's periods where you probably would just give up and say, I just feel too crazy. But to me, it felt like, okay, this is getting deep. Like this is yeah. in my brain. Like I feel stuff moving around in my brain. My brain feels like it's on fire sometimes because it's clearly moving the metals out of my brain. And my brain fog was my biggest complaint anyways, uh, alongside of fatigue. Mm -hmm. And then that, uh, you know, having that thing pop up on my face, I'm like, what else would get like so deep that my immune system would react like in the exact same manner that it used to like when I was growing up as a child? That's bizarre. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Um, what about the diet? Like, as I told you before we started, I didn't realize how complex the diet really was until I started doing the training. Um, there was recommendations, obviously, from Aaron in my um, in my protocol. And I just, you know, I followed some of it and it wasn't like to the T, even though I eat really clean, I've been eating ever since I got sick, maybe like five years ago, I was, you know, big paleo diet. I've done keto carnivore, tried all these different diets to try to heal. So I eat mostly a paleo diet. There's like some raw honey in there, a little bit of maple syrup, but mostly some fruit, but mostly just like meat, some vegetables, things like that. Um, how, um, what does the diet look like, I guess, on the protocol and how strict does one have to be on the diet to actually make the protocol work? Um, okay. So diet's a really important part generally. Um, what I will say is that I don't believe that there's one diet that fits everybody. I think that there's general principles that work for everybody. And in there, there's always some personalization. So what I'm talking about right now is a generalization. And then when I work with clients, I can get more specific, you know, for example, um, some people are just, especially when they start the program, there's some people that will have intolerances and they're like, well, should I eat these? And it's like, well, can you, if they can't include small amounts without symptoms, I say, let the body heal first. And when the body starts to heal, usually, you know, the, the histamine issues start to calm down. The gut function starts to improve and people can eat a more varied diet. Um, generally it's, you know, good sources of protein, um, lots of cooked vegetables. And within that you're getting your carbohydrates as well. When I'm saying that, right. Some of the starchier vegetables and non-starchy vegetables and healthy fats, like that is kind of the mainstay, those three main macros. 
What that looks like depends partly on the oxidation rate. So if someone is a more of a fast oxidizer, and by that I mean when we look at the first four minerals, the calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium, a fast oxidizer generally would have lower levels of calcium and magnesium in relation to sodium and potassium. So in fast oxidation, we normally recommend a little bit more healthy fats. And that because is because fat generally is known to slow the oxidation rate down. Does that mean a slow oxidizer can't have healthy fats? No, but generally we would say for a slow oxidizer to be more mindful and have less fat because that will help increase the oxidation rate. Now there's a little bit of an exception. And again, this is where some of the nuance comes in. If somebody is in sympathetic dominance or four lows, or they have a very uh, sensitive nervous system, oftentimes, even when they're in slow oxidation, they need a little bit more healthy fat. But we're always looking at those three main macros. So the protein, the carbohydrate, and the healthy fat. So protein is pretty, um, um, you know, structured in terms of everybody needs that slow oxidizer, fast oxidizer. Um, we definitely on the program recommend animal protein. So it's not a vegan or vegetarian approach. Um, I have worked with clients that are vegans and vegetarians. And, you know, what I say to them is, doing the program is better than not doing the program. But for a lot of people that I've worked with, um, animal protein really is key for, for healing for sure. And it's more, much more challenging for the body to heal without that. Um, and then in terms of the carbohydrate piece, lots of cooked vegetables, I, onions are awesome in terms of helping support detoxification pathways, cruciferous vegetables as well. We say cooked as opposed to raw um, for a few different reasons. And, and that's because uh, with cooked vegetables, breaking down some of the fiber through cooking really allows the body to absorb more minerals. So we're trying to get the eating to be as nutrient dense and as mineral rich as possible. And that's one of the ways, right? A lot of raw veggies, we're just not uh, absorbing as many minerals because of the, the fiber that's really hard to break down. Um, number two is that, you know, you can wash your food. There still can be some bugs left on it. And uh, the cooking kind of eliminates that concern. And just in terms of the fiber portion, feeding good gut bacteria, again, the body just is has an easier time with that when the foods have been cooked. It's cooking food is also more, more yang in the body when we talk about digestion. And this is a very simplified explanation of this, but yin kind of food tends to be more cold and damp. And that would be raw, raw foods. We're trying to increase the digestive fire, which that would be more yang food. So that would be more cooked foods right? And then the healthy fats. So fats like um, butter is awesome, uh, little bits of olive oil, and of course, then the, the fat that's actually in the meat itself and, and nut and seed butters. Um, but that's the mainstay, like that is the mainstay of the healing diet. Um, blue corn chips are recommended because they're high in selenium and high in some of the, the other minerals, um, but small amounts, right? Some people sometimes will overdo it on those and run into problems. So small amounts for, for the nutrients and, uh, that are found in there that are hard to find elsewhere. So, and in terms of, um, you know, things like grains and beans and lentils and dairy, small amounts of those foods. Um, and you know, when you're working with a practitioner, you'll get a specific outline of what that, that eating plan is in its entirety. Um, it,
really to focus on variety. I think that some people on the program, um, one of the things that can happen is they tend to kind of eat the same foods every day. And that's one of the things that is not good for optimal health, no matter what plan you're on. Variety is really super important. Um, I see a number of clients who you know, they end up being afraid of food. Oh, if I have a bite of this, it's going to be terrible. If I have a bite of this, actually, we want a lot of different foods in our diet, a lot of different variety, even if it's small amounts, it really does help with healing and different nutrient profiles and all of that. So even on the program, even if you're doing mostly protein, uh, vegetables, blue corn chips, to rotate kind of what you're having in terms of your protein and your, your fat sources and your veggie sources. So... Cool. So it does sound like there's a decent, like there's a, you know, an outline by Dr. Wilson, but obviously, you know, case by case basis, there's a diff, little bit of variety or flexibility, I should say in there. What about yeah. the amount of protein? Because I tend to eat way more protein than what's actually recommended, like by Dr. Wilson. Is, is that going to cause any issues? I've seemed to be de detoxing pretty fine and still progressing on the protocol, but I do eat a lot of protein compared to what's on the, um, what's recommended. Right. And I think that when you actually look at Dr. Wilson's outline of his eating plan, um, the calorie count, like when you actually sort of add up the calories, it can be quite low. So for people that are active at all, normally those recommendations and the amounts of everything need to be bumped up. So um, again, you know, you check with Aaron, your practitioner, but normally it's not a problem if you're going, okay, I'm eating this increased amount of protein, but I'm also eating more of the vegetables and, um, you know, healthy sources of carbohydrates. So I still have this nice balance. It could be that you're just needing more because sticking with a really low amounts would you'd end up in a, in quite a low calorie, right? We do, we don't want that either, right? So if people are eating too low calorie for a long period of time, um, a, they often will end up overeating on some other things like they crave sweets or, you know, they'll overeat on the, the almond butter or overeat on the blue corn chips. And usually that's a sign that they're not getting enough of the other components in the diet. Um, and also not enough calories, as you probably know, it does lower adrenal and thyroid function, right? The body starts to downregulate the metabolism. So we want to make sure that the calorie count is good. And yes, people that are more active will need to kind of increase the amounts of kind of everything and you know just kind of keep them in proportion so normally that's fine yeah okay just checking i was thinking i was like wow this is way less i was reading through it today i was like, this is not enough not, i mean i don't know he says like it'll clog up the system i'm like i don't know i've been feeling pretty decent on my protocol so i'll probably stick with it maybe lower it a little bit but um yeah. I just wanted to get your thought perspective on that. Also, I weigh 220 pounds. So, I mean, I'm twice exactly. the size of like a female. So, um, but I do eat a lot more red meat than what's recommended on there. I seem to feel pretty fine on there. I know there could be some iron issues over time, but I seem to do best on that. But uh, just kind of getting gauging what other practitioners think about eating way more protein than that. Because like you said, especially as I was detoxing, like these crazy cravings would come up more and more, more so in the beginning than now. 
And I felt like, all right, I would rather eat the more protein than to eat the chocolate bar or whatever my yes. body is really trying to. My body wanted all kinds of stuff. And sometimes I gave into it more than I normally would because I was just like, what, I'm going crazy right now. So like I did eat some chocolate and different things like way too much a few times. And I was like, wow. Like, but in my opinion, I'm like, I would rather just eat the more protein that'll satisfy me because of the protein and the fat and then maybe eat like the honey or some, you know, some fruit. And that's going to be better than like what my body was really trying to ask for because it was just right. calling, calling out for everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which makes sense. And again, I think that's where a little bit of common sense comes in where you go, okay, well, and you know, we use a lot of protein when the body is healing, we use a lot of protein to rebuild and for our tissues. And so, yeah. So that, that makes sense in terms of how, how you're approaching that. Yeah. You know, I've, you know, through my other protocol, Dr. Minkoff's a big meat heavy guy. He likes taking even the essential amino acids as a supplement. And so, you know, I know that for sure, even being sicker, you might need some more protein. And then probably as I balance right. out and detox more, I probably will feel more satisfied on a little bit less protein. Not to say that I'd go low protein, but you know, just less than just overeating the protein. Exactly. And I do find that there's a shift, like there's often when people are healing on the program, I know, I know for me, when I started it, I was very, my body really could handle the low carb, right? The higher protein, low carb. And then as I started healing and my adrenals got stronger, it shifted. I, I was, I'm, I'm much higher carb, starchier carbs now than I used to be. And I feel better on that. So there's also shifting as we're healing. And I think that when you're a person that, that is in tune with your body to go, yeah, you know what? I feel like I need a bit more protein or, you know, even if you're a slow oxidizer to say, you know, what, I'm craving, I'm craving a lot of fat. Well, it's, if it's healthy fat, it's probably what your body needs as well. Right. And so, um, otherwise other cravings like you're noticing can come up. So, yeah. And yeah. then there's the piece about, um, uh, blood sugar, which I found interesting. And as I've detoxed more, I've really noticed that I can handle carbs and really not get that blood yes. sugar swing. Like I used to, what, yeah. um, what's really happening there with the mineral balance? Is it the heavy metals? Is it the lack of minerals or both? What's happening where people are really getting these enormous blood sugar swings, even off kind of relatively healthy foods where most people eat a burger for lunch and then they just go to work and not most people, but like people who are relatively imbalanced, they just eat something. They don't think about the blood sugar and then they eat again six hours later, nothing happens. But when you start to be really ill, that was probably one of my biggest complaints where I really had to eat low carb. And that's why I did the carnivore and the diets yeah. like that, because one, my gut function was so bad from the parasites and the metals. But two, if I would have them carbs in the morning or say even lunch, Within a few hours, I would start to feel like if I don't eat an apple or eat something right now, like I would, I had never experienced that before, but the blood sugar is crazy. And the more I balance out, the more I can have carbs for breakfast or lunch. And it really doesn't affect me as much. Right. Exactly. That's normally an adrenal issue. And so is it metals? Yes. Cause metals get stored in there and clog our system and then things don't function well, but that normally is due to, um, you know, it starts with the adrenals. Um, and we could say, you know, and then downstream it affects other things, but definitely the adrenals sort of are, are the big player there. Mm. Yeah. That makes, makes a lot of sense. And I was on the, yeah. uh, adrenal glandulars for the first while, oh. and then I switched into fast oxidation and then, 
Aaron said I might go back into slow oxidation, but we'll see on this test that comes up. But yeah, that makes sense because I was doing a lot of adrenal support and um, I was doing a lot of minerals before even starting this protocol. And I, as I healed from some, just taking random minerals, honestly, my blood sugar got a little bit better just from that. And then now that I've been on the protocol for a while, I I notice less and less over time of the blood sugar swings, which is amazing. Anybody who's ever had like low blood sugar will know that you you feel off. You feel like you basically can't do anything. Yeah, exactly. And then oftentimes, uh, you know, especially if you're in a body with a sensitive nervous system, it can manifest as a lot of anxiety. And the last thing you feel like doing is eating, but that's one of the things that actually is going to regulate the blood sugar and, and calm things down. But overall, it, it's, yeah, st- definitely stemming from the adrenal. So as they get stronger, that usually is, is no longer an issue. Mm. Cool. Uh, let's talk about some of like the support of, um, things that you guys recommend when you're on the program like i guess first we'll get into coffee enemas why are coffee enemas recommended on the program they sound kind of crazy to people i was already doing coffee enemas maybe like once or twice a week before i even started the protocol so for me it was no big deal to start doing them daily Um, but why would you recommend a coffee enema or maybe multiple a day on the protocol Essentially, they help decongest the body. So that's that's the so more most direct answer. So they help decongest the body. The caffeine helps open the bile ducts and encourages the liver to release toxins. And of course, um, you know the bile is one of the main ways that we get toxins and metals out of the body. So and especially with regards to copper, because a lot of copper is often stored in the liver, also iron. Um, and so you know it's it it helps just speed up progress. So I have some of my clients that are like, I'm never going to do that. And some that are, you know, iffy and others that are totally gung ho. And (laughs) most people that do them do tell me that, wow, I found them really helpful. So does the program still help balance the body without them? Yes. Like it, it actually does. It's quite amazing. But coffee enemas can absolutely help speed things up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, the days where I'm feeling where I felt the most off is definitely where I like do two coffee enemas back to back. And then I'm like, okay, I can get a couple things done. You know, I might not feel like a hundred percent, but like, had I not done those, I would have been just fatigued and brain fogged all day. They, I mean, they're worth the, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. They're going to take whatever I just put on an audio book or a podcast and just, you know, kind of lay there. And that's been kind of my experience. You know, uh, there's been so many people on social media hitting me up since they know that I'm doing the program and they're kind of debating if they should start the program with one of these practitioners that we all know. And first thing I say is it's not easy. It's going to be tough. And I would keep coffee enemas handy. It's like the first thing I say. Yeah, especially during a healing reaction. um, It's definitely something that can really help people um, just to to clear things out and, and, uh, you know, feel a little bit better for sure. Yeah, no, I I really think that that's probably one of the most critical things. It's cheap, you know, it's not, it doesn't cost too much. Does it matter what kind of enema like coffee you use? I know Dr. Wilson said he likes dark roast. I've used the gold enema stuff. Does it really matter? Do you see benefits with all of it? You know, um, so I guess there's different theories. So the, the golden more, more green is higher in caffeine. And, um, you know, some people really like that. Dr. Wilson likes the medium or the dark roast because it's more yang. And so, you know, by roasting some of the toxins that are just inherently part of the coffee bean are eliminated. And so, 
you know, different people like different things and other people go, I'm going to go halfway in between and I'm, I'm going to go medium, <laughs> medium roast. <laughs> and so I think as long as you're buying a, a really good quality coffee, I think that you're good to go. Um, and I think then it's, it's really personal preference as to what people like. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. I mean, from my perspective and just use, I used to use, use like the regular medium roast coffee that I had, or if I had dark roast on hand, cause sometimes I switch it up, I would just use that. And then for the last like couple months, I, I tried some of the golden enema stuff. I mean, for me, I haven't really noticed difference between any of them. I just kind of feel yeah. the same, no matter which enema I do, I just feel a little bit better a little bit of a better yeah. mood. So for me, I don't know, maybe the science is there on some differences, but I've kind of felt the same on all of them. Yeah. And I think that the, the important piece is that the caffeine is enabling, you know, the, the bile ducts to open a bit and to get things moving. And so, yes, you may be one of those people where it's just that process works regardless of what, you know, coffee you're using. So, mm -hmm. And would, would you say the protocol works faster if people do coffee enemas just because that dump is there and then the body can kind of release more toxins? Yep. It helps decongest the body faster. So absolutely. So I think that they're a great, a great addition if people are willing to, to add them in. So yep, this speeds up progress. Just like, I mean, sauna, right? If people are doing regular sauna therapy, that helps speed up progress. If they're resting more, that helps speed up progress. So the, the really wonderful thing about this program is, is you've got the core sort of uh, mineral balancing that Dr. Pollack was the main researcher on. And what Dr. Wilson did that was really also brilliant is he went, okay, people are more toxic today. We need to make this more comprehensive, right? And so he added in these different protocols that not many of them are not unique to nutritional balancing, but together, right, as a whole program, it's extremely powerful and focused on these things. Well, yeah, other people do sauna, other people do coffee enemas, other people do meditations or foot reflexology, but let's bring those things that we know work and make them all part of this program to make it, you know, very powerful and very deep healing. Yeah. I mean, it's for me, if you start to hear about some people who say, well, I didn't get better for three years or four years or even two years. I'm like, I'm not into like speeding this process up a hundred percent, but if I can speed it up to one year, yes. one and a half year to where I'm feeling pretty good just by doing these enemas in the sauna and a little bit of like, you know, reflexology, foot care, spinal twists, whatever it is. I'm going to do those things because it's already going to take a long time, even if you do do those, but why would I like, you know, want to prolong exactly. it as much as possible. But also for me, I've been really sick for like five years already. So it's like, for me, you know, you know how it is. If you, you probably work with people all the time who've been sick a long time, mm -hmm. been through a bunch of protocols. We're probably the most people who are like, I want to feel good now. So we're probably the most people who jump in, you know, feet first. For sure. And you know, for the people that are listening to this, I think it's also really important to acknowledge that there's some people doing the program that are single moms or parents and, um, you know, or have a lot of other things on the go. And so this program works. And if you're, so I work with some people that are like, I can't do all this every day. Like I'd have to, I'd have to quit my job. And it's like, that's totally fine. This program will still work and I work with them to set up a schedule that makes sense. So, okay, if one day you can do a coffee enema and the next day you can do sauna and, you know, while you're doing either one of those, you can meditate, 
right? Then you do, you know, dry skin brushing quickly before you get in the shower. And so it, it will work even if people can't get to it every single day. It would, is it wonderful? Would it be wonderful if everybody could do everything? Yes, but there are certain circumstances where it causes a person more stress to think about, man, if I don't do all of these things every day, I'm not going to get well. And that's just not true. And I want to make it clear that whatever you can do, as long as you're consistent with it and you stay, um, you know, dedicated to that schedule, your body will shift and heal and change. And there, there's another group of people that I work with that are in very sensitive nervous systems. And yours may have been too, when you were really ill, mine was where, um, you know, they can't do everything because their body would freak out. Their nervous system can't handle it. And instead of helping them heal, it puts the body more into sympathetic dominance, right? So um, even in terms of the supplement schedule, people need less. I've had really sensitive people where they can literally only handle a half of a supplement every third day. Like that's where we need to start. And that's fine. They shift and change. So, um, you know, just because you're not taking the full doses of the supplements or doing coffee enemas twice per day, it doesn't mean that you're not doing the program and you're not going to heal. That's where that individualization, there's this framework, but there's also this individualization that needs to come into play depending on circumstances and where your body is right now. And, and we, and so I meet people where they're at, right? So that they can start there and slowly move forward and then they'll change and then they'll be able to do more, right? As the body gets healthier. So, um, that's just a really, really important piece, I think. Yeah, that's actually good to know. I just had someone who just got a test from a practitioner and she was saying she took like a third of a mega pan and had like anxiety. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, I'm not an expert enough yet to know, but I was like, yeah. I don't know if you can just dabble in the program and it work. I'm really, you would have to talk to your practitioner. I'm not really sure how that works, but cause I just did the full schedule the whole time and that's yes. why my stuff shifted, but good to know. She'll probably listen to the show cause she follows me and maybe that'll give her a little bit of relief. Cause I didn't really know how to respond. I kind of told her, Hey, just do some enemas. Hey, just take, just do the protocol and trust it. But good to know that she may be able to do it like every other day or, you know, once Absolutely. every couple in the beginning, and, you know, exactly. And if the mega is a little bit more energizing for people that have a really sensitive nervous system is causing that type of anxiety that's throwing her further into sympathetic dominance, she may be a client that needs to start more with and the calming minerals and supporting the liver and the kidneys before she even gets to the mega pan, right? That, that's how different it, it doesn't mean her, her body isn't going to heal. It just means that, look, we need to start at a different place so that we're not, um, shocking or overwhelming your system and making the nervous system more agitated. Cause when you're in, unless you've been in a body that really reacts to overreacts to everything, it's really, it's hard to actually get how, um, overwhelming and, and frightening, frankly, that that can be, that you need to start at a place that doesn't irritate the system too much, then build up the calming minerals. And then the body can usually handle more of the energizing supplements. Yeah, that's super interesting. And it's what it comes down to, I think, is we actually just really don't understand how how many toxins we're introduced to in the modern era. It doesn't, you know, when you read some of the Dr. Paul X stuff, it doesn't seem like he had to deal with as much as these much of these issues as we do now today. And we're really going to have to slow some people down being practitioners. 
Yeah. Because uh, I know when Dr. X started doing this work, you know, even the four lows pattern, well, that was usually just a pattern that was seen in burned out businessmen, right? They were just really depleted. They'd worked really hard for a really long time and their mineral levels are low. Now we see babies in that pattern, right? And, and I see a, a lot of women who tend to be very spiritually oriented and sensitive in that, in that pattern, losing, losing more minerals, right? Just the, the stress of the world and everything we're all exposed to. And so the focus there needs to be really on let's build up those basic minerals first, because without that, the body doesn't have access to the energy that it needs to heal. Right. And th that's why, which I think is really brilliant that Dr. Paul recognized that, um, the four lows pattern is a special and different pattern. And that's something else that other programs don't recognize, right? If you come across a client and they say, I tried everything, or this person told me this would work and it didn't work for me. Nothing ever works for me. That's usually a four lows person. That means that they don't have the basic mineral levels that they need for the body to actually respond to other types of, of therapies and approaches. Mm. Yeah, it's so interesting how, how it's different change that we're going to just have to keep adapting probably as the world gets more toxic. But hopefully more people come around to the program. We can build up the reserves kind of like I'm doing now. Yes. My, my wife is on been on the protocol like six months and then now we're trying to have a kid. So by the time she has a kid, she'll done have been on the nutritional balancing protocol exactly. for a year and a half or whatever it will be, you know, so the kid Wonderful. will come out with a better mineral status than what, you know, would have if she'd have just done none of the protocol. Absolutely. It is, it's one of the best prenatal programs. Like I've had a number of women on the program that were, you know, looking to get pregnant and wow, it is, it is the best prenatal and, you know, during pregnancy to support the pregnancy too. It's wonderful. Yeah. The question my yeah. wife always has, which I've, uh, I've done some research around and told her she was fine is, have you had a lot of women kind of, uh, being skeptical about the releasing of heavy metals? Have you seen any of that affect the baby at all? No, uh, you know, it's so interesting too. I've had so many, uh, people on the program that have had a baby where they said, my midwife told me my placenta was the healthiest looking one they've ever seen, which is really interesting, right? Just lots of nutrition. But you know, I get that question a lot, um, with women that I work with and I'm like, you're passing your metal medals to your baby right now. Like we can't, we can't stop that. The program doesn't necessarily uh, encourage that. Um, you know, we're just balancing the body. We're not giving any chelators. But when we're pregnant, when a woman is pregnant, we pass metals directly to our baby. When we're nursing, we pass metals directly through our breast milk. It doesn't matter whether we're on the program or not. And is breastfeeding absolutely 100% still the best way to go? Yes. I mean, yes. Um, so it's better if you're on the program and you have the nutrients and you're supporting your own body to deal with those metals, as well as then your, your baby's body will have an easier time of dealing with those metals, right? So even when we're pregnant and nursing, even if the baby isn't on the program yet, those minerals having uh, better nutrition and better mineral levels are only going to help the baby's body deal with those metals better because you're passing them no matter what. So... Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. That's kind of my exact response. I'm like, well, you're going to pass them whatever you have either way. Yeah. I don't know if you would pass more. I kind of actually just, 
an innate thought that I had would be the body would be smarter than that and would want to save the baby. So it may actually pass more of the minerals you're taking into the baby yes. as opposed to more of the heavy metals. That would be my guess just because the, you know, the motherly body is just so intelligent. Exactly. Yeah, I totally mm -hmm. agree with that. Awesome. Yep. Cool. All right. So let's actually talk about your practitioner training in these last few minutes that we have. So you set up a training okay. that I just got into. I just started it. So I'm really just diving into the first couple books. So I'm more in like the informational part of the course. But why did you decide to create a course and how does yours differ from other courses that are on the market? Okay, great question. So my course is called HTMA Success. And, um, you know, there's the, there's the knowledge part. And what I've tried to do is I've tried to pull out the most important information. So in the readings, the questions are really geared to things that I want to draw your attention to, but I've also put together a series of quick views and reference materials so that when you're looking at a chart and, you know, the practical sense and working with a client and you're going, man, what's this pattern? You're not having to go look back through, you know, a big, huge book and find it and not know where the information is. You have those visual views and quick views where it's, it's easy for you to interpret, right? And I know that there's apps now, like Lewis Rollins has a fantastic app that is super helpful, the hair analysis app. But I want people to know the information and be able to do it without using an app. An app is like you know, the, the sort of cream on the cake where it's making your life as a practitioner easier because it's faster. But I want people to be able to interpret the information, you know, with, with the, the course material and be, be able to do that and be solid in that. Um, and so that's a bit different in terms of the quick views and, and the information that I'm providing. I also provide people with startup materials when they're finished the course, which is quite unique. So all of the articles that are original articles that I've written on my website, um, you know, a person going through the course would get and put, be able to put their logo on and my client handbook, they would also have that to put their logo on. So it's easy for them to get started with clients right away and all the forms and everything that they need. Um, the other thing that's unique is uh, the case studies in the course that people actually get an opportunity to take the material that they've learned, uh, look at four initial um, hair charts, two retest charts, and do a case study and go, look, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm recommending. Um, you know, am I on the right track here? And I'm giving feedback. Um, and with built into the course, there's also a year of support. So you can't learn this in you know, a crash course, that's a few weeks or a, a few months. This is kind of a long-term thing where when you take a course and you get the basics of the information and it comes to apply it with clients, you really need to have some support there. And that's why I've built in this year of, of support where you would send your clients uh, charts to me, you know, information that, that the client has given you, things that you're seeing. And it's a second pair of eyes where I'm looking at it and giving you saying, well, this is what I would recommend. And, and um, you know, we can have a conversation about, um, you know, if you feel a, some way different, we can have a conversation about that. But I think that the mentoring within this field uh, is super important. Um, and I know with my psychology counseling work, people always have to have a mentor, right? You, you always have to have somebody, no matter how long you've been doing the work, to say, this is a client that I'm working with. This is what they're dealing with. This is my approach. Am I missing anything? And so I'm trying to really build that in at least for a year. The opportunity for people to do that longer is definitely there if they want to, you know, on a sort of 
paid by chart basis. I'm also going to be implementing um, group calls once a month uh, starting in, in the late fall where we just review a chart, right? People who want to are part of the course. We just review a chart and look at different stress patterns because although you can go through the course and you go, okay, this is this pattern, this is this pattern, and you can identify it, there's always... Um, there's always sort of exceptions, right? And there's always uh, looking at the client's history that might inform your decision on what you're going to recommend, uh, you know, in terms of what you're seeing on the chart. And I, I had someone else that's taking my program right now, a practitioner, and she said she had just finished a different course. And she said, I just finished this course. There was no support built in. And I got my first client test and it's not like anything I learned in the course, right? So she was stuck. She was like, can you help me with this? And I'm like, of course I can. So that's definitely something that's unique. Um, another thing that's unique uh, from, another, from other courses is that you get a completion certificate that allows you to open an account with analytical research labs. So, you know, for some people, they have accreditation that already allows them to open an account. Great. Um, for other people that are going, you know, I really want to do this work and I've got a little bit of a background, but I really need a course that's going to allow me to have my own practice and my own practitioner account. Well, this course allows you to do that as well. So um, that's, that's a bit different. Yeah, that's that's a big move there because, you know, I mean, it's great to take a course like yours if it's not accredited. But if you're someone who doesn't already have access to a practitioner to, to get hair samples done at a lab, then you would still need to take another course that would get you accredited. So that was a big reason why exactly. I took the, took the course as well. Obviously, the year long mentorship and being able to ask questions was invaluable to me. I wouldn't have cared how much the course cost because. I do look at the complexities of it all and I want to be able to understand it. And the app is cool. I actually got my last results. Uh, Aaron sent me over the app. That's mm -hmm. that's an amazing app. He must have put a lot it of work is. into that. And so that's cool. I'll probably have him on the podcast to talk about the app and things like that right. and how practitioners can use it. Because that was he did that really good. It was professional, looked nice, helped with a lot of questions that a practitioner may have or even an individual may have. So that's cool. And I've seen that we get to use that for free being in the the course for a little yep. bit so so that's exactly. cool um one other yep. question i think people would maybe ask is you know do they need to be on a mineral balancing protocol to take the course um not necessarily but it's preferred and i'll explain why it's preferred is because it's really hard to work with people with this program unless you're on the program yourself. So if you if you have your own practice and you'd like to add this to the practice and you, you haven't been on a program, you're still eligible to take the course. But I always recommend that people, even if they're doing their own program and getting started on their own program, along with taking the course, that's totally fine. I've had some people who have done that. But it's different reading about the program than actually doing it. So when people ask you, you know, this has come up with me for a coffee enema. Well, if you haven't had that experience yourself um, or you haven't gone through real retracing yourself and know how intense that can be, um, it, it's much more challenging for you to support your own clients in their healing. So strongly encouraged. Yeah, yeah I, t I totally agree. After like going through it, then I was like, okay, now I want to be able to, to teach this and provide this. But 
I don't know how exactly you would be able to work with someone who was going through, you know, panicking and really having yeah. a tough detox or healing reaction, whatever you want to call it, if you had never kind of done that yourself. So I definitely recommend that as well. And um, last question here, what's the cost and how long does it take to get through the course? Um, so you have a year to, to complete the course if you, if you need it. Um, and I find that it really depends on how much time an individual is spending on it. Some people are able to get through it in about three to four months um, as if they're putting in quite a bit of time in terms of the, the reading sections. So it can vary, but a person has a year to complete it. There is that time. It's $2,500. And for your listeners, anybody that enrolls, there's a coupon code um, to get $100 off. It's the ITP. Um, if they put that in, in the coupon code section on my website, on the shop page, when they're checking out, it'll automatically give them $100 off. Awesome. Cool. I'll, I'll say that in the intro as well. So they can catch that in the beginning. Right. Um, is there anything else that you want to add or you can let people know where to find you, what your website is, anything like that? Great. Okay. My website is susancachet.com and you can find me there. There's a particular specific page for practitioner training. So if anybody is interested in that, they can have a look at what's included and what's involved in that and send me an email if there's any questions at all. Um, on the shop page of my website, I do have Dr. Paul X book on there to be able to download for free. And it's fantastic. If you're new to hair analysis and mineral nutritional balancing, I think that it's such a beautiful um, explanation, right? Easy to understand explanation of what hair mineral analysis and the program are all about. And, um, and so, yeah, just have a look at that and uh, let me know if there's any questions. Cool. And you actually, I th thought I heard you say, I don't know, I've been doing some research on you before the show, is that you actually... Um, as a practitioner, you like to give that book to everybody to read when they're starting a protocol, right? I do. Yeah. I think it just hits home with what the program is trying to do. And so that's a big part of, um, you know, what's really important in working with clients. Like part of this call, you're saying, yeah, some people go, oh my gosh, it's taking this long or it's going to be that long. And some people are taken aback by that. And if you read that book and really understand what it's trying to do, I think it changes a lot in terms of people's view on that um, and just just what they're accomplishing, you know, on the program and how that's different from other approaches. So, yeah, I do like to give it to, to every client that I work with and yeah. encourage them to read it. After reading it, I totally agree. I think that's something that I'll do and just say, hey, just read a few pages a day or whatever. You'll start yeah. to get a grasp of like what this program's all about. So I do like that too. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the right. show. We'll keep the conversation going. Maybe we'll brainstorm up some different topics and we'll do some more shows around the protocol. Wonderful. Wonderful. And thanks again for having me on. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. If you enjoy this show, would you please take a second to subscribe, rate, and review it for me? Also, if you'd like to know more information about Combo, personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, or for upcoming retreat information, which I host with my wife, please visit my website in the show notes or DM me on Instagram. My handle over there is at Integrative Matt. Until next time, my friends.